0: Back with another episode of the Anarchist Experience, episode 453, AKA Year Nine, Week 29, uh, coming at you this week. As always, I am your host, Mr. Richie Rich, along with MC and KS. And since this is your regularly scheduled Saturday broadcast, uh, we're here on the clubhouse. The club is the Anarchist Experience. Or you can at me at Riches for Rich R I C H E S the number four R I C H and I will invite you in when we get started, which is usually around three o'clock Eastern time, Saturday afternoons. Uh, getting a, I'm going to say a slightly later start than usual this week, uh, just because we're still finagling with the uh, sound settings with the new with the new mixer, and I'm still going to adjust it ever so slightly because I'm still not where I want to be. Boop. Uh, so while I'm doing that, what is going on with you guys this week? Oh, not much. Um, finishing up classes.
1: Um. So. So what? What did happen? Oh, so earlier in the week there was a whole bunch of uh, uh, college, universities, whatever. Um, this the CEOs. I don't know. Do they have CEOs? Anyway, whoever's Presidents. in charge of the colleges. Um, president of the university they were they were being grilled and se- and so their the question is is students calling for the extermination of jews uh against their policy and they said well it depends on the context and if it leads to actual action and it could be okay so so the the right wing now is calling for censorship of speech now it certainly is uh, a call to violence, so it's not just speech, but you know, um, <laughs> right? It, it is it is a form of speech, so should that be protected? And so, under the First Amendment, yes, it should be protected. But should the college do anything about it? If you know, because that's you know, that's their property
0: or whatever, I guess. KS, you got well, that, thoughts before yeah, I jump in? those ahead?
2: are a couple uh, points that you raise here. One. <clears throat> Uh, who owns the college? If it was a government college, I think um, the policy would, would have to be uh, much different than a private. private university can have whatever they want, I think, in um, in establishing their competitive niche, whether they want to be totally full, free, just like uh, with Twitter and whatever. Um, but then it also, um, yeah, so... Are there any you know, real I, private I'd say it colleges? i matters a though? lot whether or not it's private. Well, of course, um, yes, but then the funding of so much of students and grants and that sort of stuff, yeah. comes, especially from these major universities, comes from government as well, too. There's only Which, like of course, one or two I'd say shouldn't not exist anyway. Don't
0: take government money,
2: yeah, yeah. And I would say that. Well, well, of course, all of that shouldn't exist. But um, are we here talking the way things are, or the way things should be?
0: Well, if if we know that they're taking government money, then does the First Amendment apply? That's the question. Well, that would be a violation of the first amendment in my opinion because okay. <laughs> yeah
2: so because the, then you're requiring me to pay for um a university or or, or something that i that I, I don't agree with so i'm you're, you're supporting the speech of. that's what they say during elections if, if money is is uh given to a campaign to a candidate in an election they say that's an exercise of free speech because then you're enabling the candidate to say the message that he wants well the same thing with my being required to fund a, a university and you're enabling them to do whatever their policy is um and um so that should be a free speech issue too is it different if it's the teachers well, that should be the policy entirely of the of the private university. There shouldn't be
0: any government universities. Okay. Well, but again, these are these are private universities accepting government funds, right? If yeah. They, if they don't accept yeah. the funds, then you can do what you want, or they can do what they want, right? I think Hillsdale College is the only one that I know of that's in okay. that, that situation. I'll accept it. I, I At one point, I remember there being two. I don't recall what they are, but that one sounds right. Um, and may might be the only one left so actually probably the the
2: leverage the government is putting on these universities is not that they're not going to allow them to do it they're going to just cut off their funding and that's what the universities panic about right but they I mean they you know if they believe in their
0: policy they should just say okay take back your funding which they won't <laughs> yeah And it's, you know, the the government funding is how the government uh, outside of the university sphere, like, passes um, traffic laws, right? Well, if you're going to have an interstate highway that's paid for and bought and maintained by the federal government, you got to follow our traffic rules. Else we're not going to give you those sweet benefits. So they they always hang the money uh, over the heads of the state who want the federal funding. Yeah, yeah. And you can thank Nixon for that, actually.
2: He greatly expanded the whole use of, uh, of state, of uh, government, federal funding to manipulate states into all kinds of uh, things that they wouldn't otherwise
0: have done. All right. I think I'm, I'm kind of with you. Um, I don't really care necessarily about what's being said. Um, you know, s- several months ago, there was even a, an article from Reason... Um, that brought up the whole, like, well, you can't yell fire in a crowded theater, you know, and apparently that's not even really true, and it was a hypothetical situation in some Supreme Court ruling, um, as p- and it was only in the opinion. Like, it wasn't even part of the, the case itself for them to attenuate free speech. So even that is at this part at this point an old wives tale about the the limits of free speech well, and i and yeah, i think the general walter public block, doesn't understand what free speech is or the first amendment i should say go ahead walter block i think
2: even mary rothbard addressed that kind of response by saying no in a theater it's a private theater you're entering into a kind of contract i suppose uh, when you buy a ticket, um, to behave in a certain manner and not to disrupt um, proceedings, and you're, you're disrupting the um, the uh, policies of that of that theater by doing so, and therefore you and causing injury, which is um, makes you liable for the injury. And so the, it's not just a matter of the freedom of speech to say what you want in a theater. It's a it's a, it's a private theater with private contract arrangements for people
0: doing business. All right. So you brought up liability, what if these what if the free speech on campus incites a riot? Are the are the speakers liable for the actions of other people?
1: Well, if you're going by the leftists, then, then yes because <laughs> because uh, t- uh tr- Trump said that uh we're we're going to protest at the Capitol and and uh well, they did and <laughs> so
0: and then they were invited in and the cops held the door open for them, and then they got rounded up after the fact (laughs) yeah but that's that's
1: but it was all all trump's fault of course so
2: well good example i mean that that you turn it around um because it's the left that's saying um it should be protected but then well they're saying he incited it which
1: which is bs but um i so my answer so far is i don't know um but I'm, I'm more worried. Well, okay. So from my perspective, and this is going to be just for, you know, my, uh, my stupid brain rattling around. Right. So, uh, kids in college are, you know, they're just out of high school. They don't know a whole lot. So they know like the, the first level deep into the, the conflict in in Palestine versus Israel. So, if they call for killing of Jews, first I'd want to find out how serious they are. <laughs> you know, have you ever killed anyone before? <laughs> uh, how long have you been pro-war? You know, so they should all be cornered and questioned. Uh, maybe have the the school have like host host debates and try to find out if if any of these clowns calling for extermination of uh, Jews are. Uh, if, if they have a, some type of leader that they follow that can also be proven wrong, because I think a lot of these people are just getting information off of TikTok and they're, they're, they're following a herd. Okay. And, and t- typically what college students, or college students lean left, right? Generally. Just generally, just because they believe in fantasy.
0: Well, the students um, lean left because the faculty leans left.
1: I wouldn't say it's just because the faculty leans left. I think the faculty never grew up. Okay. They never, they never had jobs in the real world. And then, and then the kids, you know, you know, I think when I was younger, I I was, I was leaning left also. I wasn't, I wasn't, uh, an activist back then. I was the exact opposite of an activist. But if you would have asked me, I would have just assumed that, you know, government programs are good and, uh, you know more towards that way is, should be more better because, look, everybody's getting taken care of. And you, you um, think
0: that's a natural occurrence? Like that has nothing to I, do with I, the education that sure. you were brought up in? Okay.
1: Yeah, I think so. I think I think if, if you're not taught about freedom uh, and responsibility that you're just not going to have it. Right? You're, you're <laughs> okay. I mean, I even had a, you know, a work, work ethic after, you know, I got uh, my, my first job, but you know, there's a lot of kids that don't get jobs until, well, they still don't have them when they're in college. So, the, so anyway, I think, I think it's a natural tendency to lean left. And, and it's, also, it's also a tendency for leftists to uh, join a cause for the little guy. And Palestine has been getting uh, uh, rode over, you know, bulldozed uh, steadily. Encroached on uh, since Israel has been established, so yep, um, they're they're going to want to stand up for those people, and and so that's what that's what it is. It's like it's a very you know simplistic view, and it's not they're not wrong, but like what are you actually calling for? And, and I and if they're actually calling for extermination of Jews, send them to uh, Hamas, send them to Palestine, and let them fight it i i don't i don't really care like
0: well which Jews I, what, what are they calling would, what, for the extermination for All right?
1: well I so, so if the, the typical call it's the new
0: jew well then probably not the right ones
1: t- typically the call is uh from the river to the sea and that means they want to get rid of israel okay um it's some of some of them on college go go even further and and attack all Jews and if they see a Jew they will yell at them right but Leftists on college campuses yell at anybody. So, <laughs> you know, if you're not following exactly what they want, you know, they're they're what you call them, uh, not a racist, but a bigot. They're, so they're they're bigots. If you don't believe 100% in their their politically correct vision of the world, uh, then they're against you. So sure. So I so I don't, uh, you know, I don't have any faith that the college students actually know what they're talking about or calling for and and it is a place for education and they should be educated and right. be, you know beyond that if you want to get real about it and if if they call for you know if they call for violence send them over to Israel right. <laughs>
0: <You know? laughs> fine go so i've i've heard the the you know from the rivers to the sea the phrase mm and i've read it you know i've i've read a handful of news articles about it and my here's here's my general position right you can you can call for the liberation of palestine without calling for the destruction of jews right like you you don't you don't have to <laughs> murder all the jews for palestinians to be free necessarily
1: well I think it would be necessary.
0: Okay, then. Then here's the other thing that I will say. Um, throughout history, the occupying force will always label the resistance as terrorists. True. Sure. And, and
1: they are. <laughs> it's not just a label. They, they're actually terrorists. So the, the attack, the Hamas attack, was a terrorist attack designed to get Israel to respond in a very... Uh, Drastic way, which they have done. Okay. So they've fallen for the trap, and now it's a—do do, do the rest of the Muslims do what Hamas wants them to do and, and join up and fight, you know, Israel and the U.S.?
0: Well, the, if, if they want their—if they want Palestine to be free, they ought to do so. I don't Bec- think it's because, about
1: Palestine, but—
0: Well, Israel's not going to stop— the occupation right they're not going to no. co- they're not going to stop attempting to cede land to no. israeli control and is israeli uh, quote unquote citizens right the the the, the landmass of palestine has sh- has been shrinking since the inception of the israeli government that's not no. going to change no so if you want palestine to be free they have to resist and if they're not going to be able to resist militarily against the israeli war machine backed by the united states right then then they just concede and give everything to israel or it's gonna be a continuous war do you do you think that this is what
2: um i mean i I like what you say that you know the, the Everybody fell into the trap that Hamas sort of knew that this was
0: going to happen Well, in this both manner. sides knew. There's reports that said Israel knew like a year <laughs> in advance that this was yeah. coming and they right. let it happen so that th- they is, could exert this military response.
1: And this is exactly why I say most college kids don't know what they're talking about. And just because uh, Palestine is getting run over and just because... Uh, Israel got attacked, doesn't mean either of them are the good guys. I would say they're probably both bad, and there's innocent people that get caught up in it. And well, then destroyed. you also
0: have to make the distinction between Palestine and Hamas, right? Palestine is a landmass. Oh, sure. Palestinians are residents of you that have, landmass. You have to Had make ma- a distinction Hamas between is a terrorist group Isra- pretending to be the government of Palestine.
1: You have to make a distinction between Israel and the, and the people that live there, too.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the Israeli government versus, the but, and
1: that's what I'm trying ahead. to say is is that it's that's that's kind of life, and um, you know if if uh, if Israel is guilty, then then so is everybody in the United States because you know we invaded Iraq totally unjustified.
0: Yeah, and we well, we, and we saw not to- Iraq, but we saw the results of that on September 11th, 2001. It was I'm in talking the report. About the second time. Oh uh, no, I get it, and- but. But the, and by the extension, go ahead, Chaos. And by extension,
2: the funding of Israel and so many um, elements—all uh, Saudi Arabia and, and uh, Iraq and Afghanistan—the funding of all their military establishment over all these years. I mean, uh, taxpayers in the United States are paying for it, and probably um, may not be even
0: conscious of it. Certainly haven't resisted it. Well, well, there's your problem, right? All that is necessary for evil to persist is for good men to stand by and do nothing. If if you, you know, if you're not able to like physically resist your your government's occupation of another uh, uh, sovereign territory, right? The least you can do is speak out about it. Like I'm not gonna go fight, but I'll talk a whole bunch of shit on a podcast, on radio, and in person. Like right, Just this week, we celebrated like Pearl Harbor Day, and anyone that brought it up, I went, Pearl Harbor was an inside job, and just let the conversation <laughs> die right there. Just, fuck, that was it. <laughs> no one wanted to talk about it because I ruined the celebration, right, or the, the <laughs> remembrance, right? Yep. You want, yeah. You want I to be like, oh, be they bombed our people, and look at all the lost lives. Your, government's, your, your government instigated that and allowed it to happen. The Israeli government allowed Hamas to attack so that they could respond militarily. Everyone's, every, if everyone's not guilty, everyone is complicit. I, I heard something on the radio today,
2: these uh, talking heads uh, from the Peace Institute saying, well, but all this money that's being spent for Ukraine or, or, or Israel is, isn't even leaving the country. The money is being spent on weapons manufacturers and jobs in America, uh, to provide this, stuff. so the money doesn't even leave America; it helps America. I mean, that's that's the kind of logic of it. This is this is war is the health of the state, you know. And yeah, because uh, it, it, it it must be just just blind stupidity. There. I mean, I can't imagine this actually being the
0: plot. <laughs> um, but that's
2: being naive, I
0: suppose. Well, 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 help me out. What, what are you saying is or is not a plot? Who's, who's being naive? Well, the, the generation of, of wars endlessly um, around the planet. Well, okay. So here's another thing that I'm on record as saying. The, the people who plan these things at that level, right, the upper echelon politicians, um, I don't think they're dumb or inept. And if you eliminate stupid and inept— What you get is malice, right? They're not dumb. This is not a mistake. They're actively malicious, and they have a plan. And usually that plan is to bring harm to the lower class of people and to enrich themselves further. That's it. Why would they do this? To bring you down and to raise themselves up. It's simple, and it's effective, and then and then they turn on the propaganda machine right the mainstream media the education system whatever you know the tools at their disposal to justify it make themselves look like the good guys and have a new generation of people cheering them on when they do it next time and that's how you get your college campuses you know with protesters protesting one side or the other right which is which is why in this particular instance MC, the, the people on the right are calling for censorship because it's no longer the speech that they support. And it's the people on the left calling for free speech because now it's so, the speech that they support. And when it's, some, when some it's of the, backwards next time, they'll swap roles again. So,
1: some of the people on the right are just calling out the hypocrisy of the left. So the left says, you can't misgender somebody. If you do that, you'll get kicked out of college. But you can call for their death." <laughs> you know, <laughs> so the, some of them are just calling out hypocrisy, and some of them actually want to, you know, curb curb speech. So, um, anyway, it's frustrating for me to see um, the the roles switch like that, um, just because it doesn't fit their narrative
0: all of a sudden. Well, that, but that's what they do. Yeah. Right. The the right is anti-war when there's a Democrat in an office, and the left, the anti-war left, comes out when they vote in a Republican sweet like how how many times must we go through this game but you vote every 4 years you get a new crop of voters who were like 14 the last time it mattered they don't know shit but they get to cast a vote this time right and you mentioned you know like the you know they they're they're too naive when they first get to college to to possibly have these opinions right but the the path that they could take is go to college and an alternate path is Join the military and go kill brown people, right? So, 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 you know, they can have an opinion or they can actually, like, pull the trigger elsewhere in the world. And if they're too naive for one, they're certainly too naive for the other. But that's what we call, that's the legal age of an adult, and that's when we let them do it. What are you going to do? Then they come back, freedom fighters. You know, I, I protected this country by fighting over there.
1: Yeah. I guess I guess what I'm saying rather than rather than attack the school kids uh or or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> They 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 need they need more information. They're low information people and they need to, to debate it more or uh the the alternative is if they actually believe that like if you actually believe in violence, put them in put them in violence's way. And maybe that'll change their mind. Maybe not. I don't know. But I I assume that if you took all the politicians that are pro war and say, okay, well, if if you're pro war, then you got to be on the front line, uh, in the first wave, um, they'd change their mind real
0: quick. Maybe. Like I, you were talking to not a, not a peaceful person, right? Sure. Like I'm I am but, absolutely pro. But you wouldn't, you wouldn't go to like
1: you, even though you've uh, said said that you know you, you basically support uh Palestine's right to defend themselves I don't think you'd go over there to help them defend themselves
0: <laughs> I wouldn't go over there but <laughs> no. but but when the resistance like fires up here right sure. I you know if 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 I can get my hand on a firearm right i I will I maybe not frontline because I'm old but <laughs> I'll be armed at least 15 years ago I would have been front line like sign me up where's the militia Let's go train, but I was healthy, right yeah. and athletic.
1: The, the point I'm trying to make is that these college kids are calling for violence, but most of it is just them blowing steam. Like they're, well, they're, then let them go. they're they're, they're like I, I kind of side with the the leaders of these universities saying, you know, they're not actually dangerous. Okay, now, it can certainly happen. Um, there there was one case where. Uh, some Jews were locked in a bathroom or a library or something. And they wouldn't okay. let them out. Is that right? I can't remember the story, but I don't know. They they, they're, they were threatening them and they they couldn't leave. But they've they've done that to to right wing conservatives too. So it's like yeah, you know they're they're it's like they're mostly peaceful except when they're burning shit down. <laughs> <laughs> right.
0: And 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 again, so like my solution to that is more violence. Right, like there's there's an organization. I don't know if how active they still are, right? But there's an organization called the Pink Pistols. Are you familiar with them, either of you? No, uh,
1: I think I've heard of it. Okay,
0: they are they are a, a uh, gay pro Second Amendment organization because armed gays don't get bashed. Like that's the catchphrase: armed <laughs> gays don't get bashed. Right when people are going around and finding gay people like you know hugging their boyfriend in the street and just beating the shit out of them, and that was like culturally accepted or at least you know people would speak out against it, but no one was running up to defend any gay people on the street. You know, don't bash that dude and then get their ass kicked too. Right? They formed an organization. They said if you're gay, fucking arm yourself, and if someone tries to bash you, you end their life to the best of your ability. Right? And so if you're, if you're a Jew and you're afraid of, you know, the talk on college campuses about being locked in a bathroom, well fire up, man, get armed, get armed and walk out. And if someone tries to bash a Jew, right? You end their life. Like that's, that's the self-defense aspect of all of this. True. And if it's a mob, here's the, like, I have selective retention on good information, Right. So if you are a member of a mob, uh, the individual rules of self-defense do not apply. The mob is treated as one. So if you are chasing down a Jew, you know, just for being Jewish, and he turns around and fires into the crowd indiscriminately, and you get hit, tough shit for you, because you shouldn't have been part of that crowd, and he will, you know, if he has a good attorney, and they usually do— Right, he, he will get off on self-defense because he was being hounded by the mob. And usually, when someone in the mob goes down, right, the, most of the mob scatters. True. So get armed, get violent. Right. What's the, the other quote is, you know, you, you preach peace, but you, you train violence because it's better to be a, a warrior in a garden than a gardener in a war. All these cliches and platitudes... But in, in situations like this, that's what you ought be. You ought to be well-trained for violence to protect yourself, uh, especially in our world, right? Because you can't count on the cops to protect you. Nor should, nor should you. Just take care of it. Find some friends, right? If, if, it's, dangerous to, if it's dangerous to walk alone as a Jew through a college campus, Walk in pairs or triads, or whatever it takes. armed. open carry if you want to. I don't care. There's some people that you know don't don't like open carry. I'm you know, I'm on one side or the other, but in my personal life, it's preferable. right? I want you to see the deterrent. I don't want to look like a like a an easy target, right? You might be able to go for the gun, and I'm tactically aware that it's out in the open, so I'm paying more attention to my surroundings, and I probably have a second one that you don't see. So you go for one, you get shot with the second, or again, the buddy system, right? If Jews are walking through campus with rifles slung over their shoulder, you're likely not going to try to take them down. Like that's a fool's errand.
1: That's what a lot of people are doing in Israel now—is walking around open
0: carrying. So that's like a law in Israel. That's not even new. Yeah.
1: Well, I think they were a little bit lax. Okay. During the whole invasion thing.
0: Like Israeli, there's there's a YouTube video somewhere. You you good luck tracking it down. But Israeli gun laws are weird. Like if if you're part of if you're if you're off duty Israeli military. Right, you're required to have your rifle on you at all times. Or some bullshit like that. Like they have to carry it. So all the pictures of like the IDF like, you know, walking around the neighborhoods with their rifle slung, that's day to day life. That has nothing to do with what's going on. The media is just taking those pictures now to show like, oh look, the Israelis, you know, they're they're more on the defensive now. No, that's it's always been like that. It's harder to get a gun and I, I, you're only allowed I, to have like one or two or something like that, but
1: I think open carries are normal,
0: and required for this
1: attack. There, more more of them are carrying. So yeah, (laughs) as well
0: they as well they should. But what I'm saying is that's you know that that was always the case. Maybe not to maybe maybe it's increased as you said, MC. But walking around with your walking around with your issued rifle in Israel is 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 mandated. Like you have to do it. So they might have been lax in the past about catching people not doing it, and now they are doing it, but they have to. Anything else? I heard that there was a
2: uh, uh, a radio thing with uh, Hannity and, and Trump yesterday in which uh, uh, Trump said, I've been asked if, I, if I'd be a dictator when I, if I got elected, when I get elected.
0: Only for a and, day. He said, "Only for a day, yeah." Um, uh, any, I mean, whatever. It's not like the. This, it, it might be this, the most honest thing he said. <laughs> it might be the most honest thing he said, and it's not like they don't do it anyway, right? Like day right. day right. one, we're we're gonna sign fifty executive orders doing whatever it is I want to do, right? Putting out the old, you know, the laws I didn't like from the last administration. Bringing in the new stuff that I want to bring in, you know, that I don't need approval from Congress to do. Right? That, again, it's it's standard protocol. Uh, Trump just said it. And a lot of, a lot of what he said in the last go-round, right, was like standard protocol. And it was just like, oh, you, you can't say that. I'm like, well, I said it. They're going to vote for me. So it's. It's rhetoric. He was going to do it anyway. He did it last time. Biden did it this time. Obama did it before that. Bush did it before that. Right? What what is he gonna do dictatorial on day one that's gonna be so egregious that it wouldn't be undone on day two or have the ability to be followed through on day two? Hmm.
1: Yeah, what what yeah. Yeah. I mean well,
0: true. Oh yeah.
1: Trump is the least of my worries.
0: And it's it's what his base wants to hear. Right? His his first campaign promise was put Hillary in jail. he didn't even do that. Oh, what a liar. <laughs> right. <laughs> and so and that worked, right? So he comes back this time he's like I'm gonna lock up all my political enemies. <laughs> okay. I've heard that before. What are you really going to do? Probably nothing. We'll see. are you Are you actually concerned about a Trump dictator KS, on for one day? Yeah. yeah okay. go tell me about it then Well,
2: the, the whole idea of uh, the, the notion of a dictator is ignoring any kind of constitutional restraints and, and checks and balances. That's what dictators do. I mean, w- w- what I thought about is that everybody read mein kampf and how hitler said what he was going to do beforehand and they all just all shrugged it off and say well yeah but uh you know that's just that's just theatrics but he did it and i think that uh when someone is in a in a position of power and they um feel unrestrained by any laws and yeah it worries me a lot okay so again what i mean I, I'm, I'm troubled by the fact that uh uh, the Your Biden, Obama, that and Bush, and, and all the presidents have done these decrees, uh, which are, I think, uh, extrajudicial. They're, you know, outside the law. Um, But I think uh, Trump relishes it more than most.
0: <laughs> Is there one specific act that you're concerned about him doing as dictator for a day? Like, do you really think he's going to, you know well yeah or... one thing
2: of course i I, i what they talked about in 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 what he talked about after mentioning this was uh shutting down the border and uh that's one thing that bothers me um i think that uh you think he a, can do it as immigration dictator? yeah yeah he, he had I four mean, years
1: actually, to, the, to shut down the border
2: did, did nothing he he initiated the covid mandates which I think were extra legal unconstitutional. And it seems like his base has had no qualms with the fact that he initiated these, these, the uh, COVID lockdown because it was Trump doing it. Okay. And then, and then when Biden did it, then, oh, okay. Then people got on the right, got upset with the Biden administration and the CDC, but it all got initiated under Trump. Same thing with the the immigration barriers against any com- anyone from a Muslim country, and you know a massive cut uh, shutdown. It was worse under under um, uh, Joe Biden. Um, I mean, in terms of of actually um, reducing the numbers of people uh, coming through the uh, or being deported and so on, uh, the treatment was a little better when they were in the country. But all of that is, I think
0: horrible abuse of power horrible treatment of other human beings yeah again i'm not going to disagree with that but he on day one trump says the borders the borders are now closed and then we get to day two and what there's no mexicans finding their way over there's no muslims sneaking in through I mean, canada
2: like you know you know anytime the government says something it doesn't mean that it stops it means it just goes underground it becomes illegal yeah i mean this the whole drug war you can say oh there's no more gonna, no longer going to be any drug trafficking well, yeah. that doesn't mean it goes away it just goes uh it goes underground and becomes more deadly
0: so on day one trump trump says we're shutting down the borders no more fentanyl will get into the united states you're welcome <laughs> yeah but i mean it, it becomes deadly the more
2: black black market it becomes
0: okay but it's uh, i guess my point is it still gets in like making yeah, that it, decree uh, as dictator doesn't affect the import of human beings or drugs
1: I, I think the answer that rich is trying to look for is if he really was dictator he could be like all right first amendment is now gone we only have two through nine you cannot you cannot say anything bad about me and that's what a dictator would do um and then on day two then what well there's no more first amendment he got rid of it so
0: okay
2: you just put it back on day two well why would you you know here's another point why why would you expect someone who's got dictatorial authority for one day when has a, a dictator ever given up that authority on day two they haven't once they've got it they hold on to it with ever greater grip as much as they can, as long as they can.
0: Well, cause I'm still operating under my premise, <laughs> which is they do it anyway. They, Trump just said it, right? Like the, the words don't affect the actions at all.
2: Yeah, but I think it, well, I think that it matters that at least they, they, at least they uh, acknowledge constitutional legal uh, restraints uh, on things. And I, I'm not sure that he would
0: they they offer platitudes they don't acknowledge yeah. it they they talk about it so that you think that everything they do is constitutional but they do what they want anyway
2: yeah yeah uh biden uh forgave all the loans for example but then the law uh pushed back on it and he couldn't okay now he's finding another way to uh to reduce the student loans you know by um determining executive, uh, by his executive decree, how much is discretionary income that you can be, um, you know, used for, for repaint of loans. So he's, right. he's manipulating it. Yes. In your face. But notice that, that his first decree, he, he, he had to back off.
0: Okay. But he's, and he's still trying to push it through. Right, they, they said you can't do sure. this, it's unconstitutional and then he went looking for a loophole. He didn't say, Well, you're right. I I you know, as the president of the United States, I've taken an oath to uphold the constitution. And if you say it's unconstitutional, then I'm not going to do it. Right? That's not what he said. He said, I'll find a way. Yeah, yeah. Right. Well, I'd
2: say Yeah, okay. Um, I'm not trying to say that one. Guys, uh, action is any better than the other. They're they're all bad. That's what I'm saying. Just announcing that you're going to be a dictator for a day, which means you're announcing that you have no intention of acknowledging constitutional restraint or checks and balances. um, That that that's what you're going to do. All right. I'd say that's a pretty bad precedent to just say to hell with um, any constitutional restraint on me.
0: Okay. The accelerationist in me says, like, that's fine. Now we can push back, right? If all if all bets are off, if you're not going to follow the— if you're not even going to, you know, make it appear as though you're following the Constitution, right, then uh, then I am also a dictator, and I I feel no need to follow any of the laws that you are enforcing upon me. Want to yeah, fight about you it? don't have the power
2: to um, put me in jail or— you know to, to to initiate the force of the state against me i mean you can, you're,
0: well yeah but he does, you, he does and then there will be the resistance mm-hmm. and they will call the resistance terrorists yeah yeah right then we'll all get be, get labeled terrorists right if he's not if he doesn't have to follow the constitution then i don't have to follow his laws right and if 300 million people agree with me he's effectively useless because we outnumber them yeah okay but um, presumably if he if he
2: um, wins that election I think he'll have uh, a lot of support behind what he does too that's worrisome too
0: okay I mean that that was
2: trouble I mean if you look back in the 20th century guys like Mussolini uh, Hitler Stalin Roosevelt um, rose to power, and I put Roosevelt in that category because of the very draconian things that he did, um, and put hundreds of thousands of Japanese Americans into concentration camps. Um, they all did it by, you know, swirling up a a, um, a groundswell of of panic about the times. Well, these uh, draconian measures are yep. essential. To solve our measure. To our, so, you know, swept aside all constitutional restraints in those countries and led to pretty
0: big, big disasters. Yep. And I will go back to my original point with the pink pistols. Right. Armed Jews don't ride trains. Right. If you, if you, if you fight back early enough, uh, you can prevent some of that. And I, I would have suggested that the Japanese Americans should have done the same at that time. Who would why Oddly would you enough, voluntarily was, go into a concentration camp? Yeah, but I <laughs> Well, it, fight that's back. That's an interesting
2: perspective. I think that the general mood of the population, the way the population attitudes were in the in that day, the most of the white population would have would have then uh, um brutalized the Japanese all the more. And I that's, mean it, that's I, why I don't you think fight the, back
0: that's what you know, i'm well, saying okay
2: i don't think it would have been very well okay you know you, you can say you know that but, but it's even even being more deadly look what's <laughs> happening in the middle east he, know, what are
1: you saying know. is the japanese would have got wiped out like killed rather than just being in a concentration camp
2: yeah okay it's like saying well ha- hamas fought back against a lot of injustices of uh of uh, their treatment in uh in, in israel well they're getting trounced you know
0: <laughs> uh, yeah it was a, a real stupid thing to do. I mean I mean I guess yeah. You know. I don't want to sound ages but I think that's that comes that comes at a certain point where you go like, well, I don't really need to live in a free society. I'm I have lived most of my life those bars are far enough away where they don't affect me too much. I mean sure there's a fence around me, but I you know, I get 3 meals a day and I sleep and that's, that's good enough for me. But I'm, I am still naturally a fighter, right? Like I moved, I moved to the live free or die state and the, the whole motto or the whole quote, right, is death is not the worst of evils. I don't want to live in a police state society just because I'm alive to do it, right? That's North Korea. That's how far humanity can be pushed without pushing back. And then at some point it shifts and it's too late. The United States could end up like North Korea. And it will come from passive individuals going like, well, at least I'm alive in a concentration camp. Right. I have to be alive to fight back. So I have to be alive now. And then you miss the opportunity to fight back. The window is always small. Yeah, okay, good, and, and good am, point. And, and America stands as like the last lighthouse of freedom, and it's because of the guns. If you say so. <laughs> where, where else you got? They're, they're, they're just tax slaves with guns. <laughs> You're right. You're absolutely right. But every place else, they're tax slaves without guns. Because they yeah, turned maybe, them in. Maybe, maybe it's too late already, I don't know. It, that's possible. <laughs> <laughs> that's absolutely possible. That's why, that's, again, that's why I don't like the idea of the law-abiding gun owner, right? Fuck that. Because if you're the law-abiding gun owner, they will pass a law to neutralize you. When they did the, when they did the full automatic weapons ban, politicians should have been shot. When they did the bump stock ban recently, right, politicians should have been shot. When they did the drop-in uh, trigger pack, right? ATF agents collecting those should have been shot. Every encroachment is an opportunity to fight back. And every encroachment, gun owners go like, well, I don't want to lose the rest of my firearms. So here you go, Mr. ATF. Yes, I'll pay the fine. Yes, I'll register them. Yes, please put me on a list. And those are not the fighters I'm looking for. Those are not my people, right? Those, those are the people that will hand their rifle to the, F, uh, to, to the ATF agent as they're boarding the train. Useless. And I don't need them. But yeah, those that are willing to fight
2: back... You made your point, yeah. Um, yeah. Still, I'd say you have to choose your battles. Um, oh, yeah. If you do it on everything, um, well, you're not capable of doing it on everything. And you exhaust yourself. I think you need to pick and choose where, where you're...
0: Your battlegrounds yeah. are going to be effective. You're right, and also while I also while I why I said that you, you need to have friends, right? Because when yeah. they when they come knocking on your door to confiscate your firearms, they're not going to do it when you have people there. They're going to do mm-hmm. it when you're alone, and they're going to outnumber you at that time. That's the when when uh, the levies broke in Katrina. That's what they did, right? They evacuated most people, and the ones that stood behind, they went door-to-door and collected firearms in the middle of a riot so that civilians couldn't protect themselves if they chose to stay behind. That's documented. Now, the problem is, when they come around to collect it, as I said, you're going to be outnumbered. But that has to be like, that has to be the line in the sand. They came for my guns, they took my guns, we're going to go get them back. And when you go get them back right you have to outnumber them to get it back so you're not going to go to the police station right and and try to acquire the firearm that they took from you no you're going to go get it back from you know two beat cops out on the street cuz he's a member of that gang and now they're outnumbered and you get it back before they call for their backup but if you let them take it you're never getting it back and you have no way to fight back and then, and then you're on the either slow train or fast train to North Korea because there's no going back from that. It's over and the window is small. So not every battle, not every time, but when it's crucial, right? When they, when they try to say like, you're not allowed to manufacture your own firearms, like the ban on, all 80% lowers have to be registered. So no more ghost guns. It's time to build some ghost guns. Find Cody Wilson. Get the 0% rig that will mill it out of a block of aluminum because you will need it eventually if you're young All
1: enough. Right. Do we have any headlines?
0: Plant, uh, a handful. Headline I, in blue. I blo- might
2: have to depart because um, I've got a group coming over to the house and I need to set up. So All
0: right. Well, we've only got like six more minutes. So if you got to go, you got to go. Actually, we'll I want to hear
2: those headlines. Go ahead. Al. I want to hear your headlines. They're, uh, they're always the
0: super. In blow to Uber, Grubhub, and DoorDash, court rules food delivery gig workers must be paid at least $17.76 an hour. <laughs> headline A constant state of sticker shock. Here is proof that inflation in the U.S. is wildly out of control. Headline Three Principles for Libertarians in Times of War. Headline Demanding Solutions from Others to Cure the World's Ills is Cowardice in the Presence of Tyranny. Uh, headline Targeting Costly Meds, Biden Administration Asserts Authority to Seize Certain Drug Patents. <laughs> and Headline A Deluge of Violent Messages How Surge in Threats to Public Officials Could Disrupt American Democracy.
2: Well, I'm kind of interested in the inflation one. I know it sounds the least sexy of all the topics, but I'm curious um, uh, the, the the take on. I mean, because they, uh, they the, the government's announced. I mean, interested in inflation, and the government's announced. Oh, we're we're coming. It's coming down. It's only three point two percent. Yeah. Um but what is it really? That's where I'm curious. What they
0: well, what take they have. I'll if you be- if you can break the law and drive a little faster, hang out for five minutes. I'll read the article. Yeah, Give me okay. that take I'll and take your around. take, and then yeah, we'll wrap yeah. it. Okay. Do you believe the politicians, Washington, or do you believe your own eyes? The politicians keep telling us that inflation is low, but everyone can see that everything sure does cost a lot more than it once did. Our standard of living just keeps going down, and even J.P. Morgan Chase CEO Jamie Dimon is admitted that inflation is hurting people. But how can inflation be hurting people if it is under control? Of course, the truth is that it isn't under control, If the official rate of inflation was still measured using the formula that was in place in 1980, it would be well into double-digit territory right now. Prices have been rising much faster than paychecks have, and that is putting an extraordinary amount of financial stress on more than 60% of the U.S. adults that currently live paycheck to paycheck. Vox is a website that leans very far to the left, and even they are complaining about inflation. In fact, a recent article posted on Vox boldly declared that life in 2023 means being in a constant state of sticker shock. From the article. Life in 2023 means being in constant state of sticker shock. You walk out to the grocery store feeling like you're not really sure what happened, but somehow your normal fare ran you $50 more than you swear it should have. Did Diet Coke always cost that much? Or eggs? Maybe you've been putting off buying that new car in the hopes of going back to where they were pre-pandemic but you're starting to feel like the wait is awfully long. Or the morning after a post-work happy hour, you're left scratching your head. You swear you only had two glasses of wine, but the size of your credit card receipt makes you wonder if it wasn't four. How expensive everything is today is the top theme of conversation. The whole situation can be infuriating. End of the quote. Uh, I don't care for Vox much, but those two paragraphs are quite accurate. Prices have reached absurd heights, and most of us really are in a constant state of sticker shock these days. And the cold, hard numbers back this up. According to a report from the Republican members of the U.S. Senate Joint Economic Committee, the typical household in this country must spend an additional $11,434 annually in order to have the same standard of living that it did when Joe Biden entered the White House. Uh, quote the typical American household must spend eleven thousand four hundred thirty-four annually just to maintain the same standard of living they enjoyed in January of twenty twenty-one, right before inflation soared to forty-year highs, according to a recent analyst of government data. Uh, I shared this with some coworkers. That means that everyone, you know, whatever job you had in twenty twenty-one, uh, you need a raise of five dollars and twenty-eight cents an hour this year, like between now and then. Like you have, you would have had to have gotten that raise. Uh, in order to to have the same standard of living as you did two years ago. That's for, for anyone like working an hourly job, that's the difference. If you're not making $5.28 more than you were in 2021, you're worse off. So let me ask you a question. Has your household income gone up by $11,434 a year since January 2021? If you're like most Americans, your income barely moved. As I discussed last week, half of all American workers made less than $40,847.18 last year. If you are one of those workers, life is not easy in 2023. Even really basic things just cost so much at this point. For example, a Big Mac value meal will now set you back $18 in parts of the country. Quote, a Big Mac burger, a medium beverage, and a medium fries now cost $18 in some locations, up $10 from 2018 when former President Donald Trump was president. Visiting McDonald's has become something that only wealthy people can afford to do on a regular basis. Of course, it isn't just fast food that's become painfully expensive. A pound of ground beef now costs $5.23 on average, up from $3.89 in January 2020. Coffee is up to $2 a pound. Price for fresh fruits and vegetables are nearly 14% higher. At one point, the price of a carton of eggs was triple its pre-pandemic price. When I was growing up, my mother would feed us ground beef all the time. Now it's considered a luxury item. Let me give you another example of how inflation is killing us financially. The cost of auto insurance and the cost of home insurance are both going through the roof. The skyrocketing cost of auto and home insurance is increasingly weighed on cash-strapped Americans. In 2022, the average price of both insurance saw its biggest spike in more than five years. And this year, rates are projected to grow by an even greater amount, according to analysts from S&P Global Market Intelligence. Within the first seven months, both had already jumped by double-digit amounts. When you combine both expenses, the average American household is spending over $3,700 a year. According to the latest analysis from Forbes Advisor, the average household uh, insurance is $1,582 a year for policy with $350,000 of coverage, and typical motorists pay $2,150 a year for full coverage car insurance. That means on car and home insurance alone, a household can expect more than $3,700 a year. How can anyone afford that? And don't get me started on health insurance. (coughs) Our system is so broken that only those with lots of money can afford decent health insurance policy that actually has adequate coverage. Needless to say, Joe Biden doesn't want to take the blame for any of this. Lastly, he was accusing large corporations of price gouging. President Joe Biden delivered remarks from the White House on Monday to announce a new council's creation. He touted the lower inflation rate and falling grocery prices, but admonished American companies for, in his view, not going far enough. Let me be clear, to any corporation that has not brought their prices back down, even as inflation has come down, even as supply chains have been rebuilt, it's time to stop the price gouging, Biden warned, imploring them to give the American consumer a break. Seriously, other liberals are actually blaming you for inflation. People hate inflation, just not enough to spend less. That's one of the central tensions of today's economy, in which things are going great, yet everyone is miserable. And in some ways, Americans have nobody to blame but themselves. No matter how high prices go, most of us still have to pay the bills and put food on the table. So there's only so much that we can cut back on our spending. However, one recent survey did find that approximately a quarter of the U.S. population has been engaged in doom spending. Nearly all Americans, 96%, are concerned about the current state of the economy, according to a recent report by Intuit Credit Karma. Still more than a quarter are doom-spending or spending money despite economic and geopolitical concerns, the report found. A lot of people figure that if everything is about to fall apart, they may as well enjoy things while they still can. But I think that a much wiser approach would be for us to use resources that you have to get prepared for the tremendous chaos that is ahead of us. Economic conditions are going to get a whole lot rougher from here. So enjoy these relatively stable times while you still can, because they will not last indefinitely. End of the article. KS still with us? No.
1: Oh, your thoughts so on MC. Um, yeah, I, th- I think the doom spending is, is quite interesting. Um, let's see, Let's see uh, how, how, how far we can max these credit cards out. And-
0: Someone on the radio offered me a bet, right? They said, I'll bet you, you know, that things are going to be sets and shuts in like two years down the line, you know, and how bad it's going to get. And I said, I'll take that bet, but we're betting in dollars, right? Because if you're right, I will pay you in worthless dollars. Uh, <laughs> and if you're wrong, I will win, you know, wor- worthy dollars uh, on the other side of that bet. So right bet, bet accordingly, right? Get get out of whatever you think, you know, or doom spend, right? Because with the pandemic, right, these doom spenders experienced years of, of you know, stimulus checks, right? where they got paid for nothing, and they they, they probably assume that somehow the government is going to take care of them, uh, and they ought not be concerned. Final thoughts? No, nope, thanks. All right, let's wrap it up there, then. You guys know where to find us, anarchistexperience.com, on Telegram, t.me, slash anarchistexperience or t.me slash TheAnarchistExperience. And if you would like to contribute to this show financially, you can do so through Patreon. Patreon.com slash TheAnarchistExperience. Thank you very much for listening, and we'll talk to you all next week. Peace.